This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, remember, every Monday I give one of you 100 bucks to invest in your idea to help get it to the top. To enter, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove it. Again, that's Nathan to 33444 to prove it. Last week's winner was Mike Sherbakov. Mike runs his own internet business. He's doing between 100 and 500K per year. And he's a blogger, author, and influencer building his business listening to the top. Top Tribe, coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from Ray Edwards, his best-selling author, and he breaks down the magic words that make people buy. He is the world's most expensive and famous copywriter. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning, good morning. I'm enjoying a nice tea this morning, and I'm hoping you're enjoying your drive to work. You're going to love our guest. His name is Jason Vandenbrand, and he is the co-founder and CEO of Lenda, a simple, transparent, end-to-end consumer borrowing solution for mortgage. With 11 years of domain expertise, Jason is passionate about using tech to automate the home lending process by cutting out bankers, and their commissions, along with eliminating telemarketing and excessive paperwork from the process. Jason, are you ready to take us to the top? I absolutely am. Quicken Loans is getting blown up for their Super Bowl ad, where they essentially are saying they're helping folks get mortgages super fast. The internet is saying, great, you're just trying to create another 08. I'm curious from your perspective and what Lenda does, what's your take on the controversy? Oh, I think the controversy is, is, uh, is absolutely correct. I think that Quicken went out there and is trying to target millennials. And I think they quickly forgot that uh, millennials are really not into consumerism. Uh, don't tell me that I, I should go out there and buy a ton of stuff that I really don't need. I don't want more blenders. I don't want more couches. I want a nice, easy lifestyle and a great community. Mm-hmm. And um, does that lead ultimately to another 08? I don't think so. Now, did they screw the pooch on the marketing message? Absolutely. But does that lead to another 08? Uh, not today. Uh, underwriting standards for mortgage, uh, for buying home loans, uh, are actually back to normal levels. Uh, all income is validated. Um, credit uh, criteria is actually sane. Yep. Um, yep. So things that happened in the noughties, uh, you know, 01 to 07, uh, it doesn't exist today. Um, so that kind of level of, um, of bubble uh, just is not there. So, so, so tell us now about Lenda. Uh, what, what do you guys do specifically? And then let's get into to how you guys generate revenue. Yeah, so we're an online marketplace lender. We focus strictly today on the refinance market, and we're in California, Washington, and Oregon states. Washington, okay, state, yeah. And so um, the best way to think about it from a consumer perspective is if you go online today, which sadly includes Quicken Loans, 
Um, your mortgage is going to end up looking like a big giant stack of paperwork. It is extraordinarily frustrating. Communication is lacking. It takes 60 days to get the deal done. And as a consumer, you're paying for it. You're paying upwards of $7,500 in fees and fees that are baked into your interest rate. So what Lenda has essentially done is taken that paperwork process, allowed consumers to find out what they qualify for in seconds and actually proceed through the process to fill out an application, pull their credit, and make sure that they actually qualify for this loan before they go back and forth and deal with telemarketing and all the paperwork that that ends up coming down the, through the process. Jason, does this have to be for primary living place or can investors use this? You can do primary, you can do second home, you can do investment properties. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So listen, I am buying properties so fast right now. It'll make your head spin. And I'll tell you what, I'm a millennial. I'm 26. The last thing I want to do is be responding to these emails I'm getting from the bank with a list of like 300 pieces of paperwork that I don't even know the names of that they want. I and mean, it's, it's, it is so slow. It sounds like you're taking a lot of this friction out of the process. We are. We've built an automated underwriting engine. So we're... We're basically predicting what kind of documentation, Nathan, that you're going to need in order to qualify for the home loan. Now, look, everyone knows you're getting a home loan. You know you're going to have to deal with documentation. That's a given. What is frustrating for consumers is after you give the documentation, someone comes back to you in an email and says, Nathan, we need 10 more things. Well, that will make anyone's mind explode because now you have to go back out and find all that stuff. Let's get this done in one fell swoop. Um, so that's really what the technology has gotten smart about is being predictive based okay. on sort of data of what kind of stuff we're going to need to get. So these loans are not sitting on Lenda's balance sheet. Uh, they are for only a second. We, we utilize what's called a warehouse line of credit, very common in the mortgage industry, even Quicken Loans and, and um, you know, large lenders like that utilize the same exact structure. Uh, so it will sit on the balance sheet, which is basically on a very, very large credit card in a way, um, until the loan gets sold off to the ultimate servicer of the loan. And the servicer is the person that consumers make payments to on a monthly basis. And is that literally like, I mean, is that a bank? Um, it depends. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty interesting market in itself. Uh, who's your biggest buyer? Who's the biggest buyer of your loans? We actually don't know. That's the interesting thing. Um, because it goes out to the market and it gets chopped up and sliced up and sold off in multiple directions. Uh, and then who ultimately services the loan? Um, it really depends. I wouldn't say there's any biggest buyer. Uh, we've actually had clients uh, contact us though and say, I will work with Lenda if you promise me that you will not sell our loan to Wells Fargo. <laughs> Why? What's bad about Wells Fargo? Well, I think that, you know, Wells Fargo is one of the biggest servicers in the United States of America and they've gotten a pretty bad rap for having bad service. And, um, people just don't want to work with them. Uh, they kind of have a bad taste in their mouth from previous experience. Now, I understand this because I study this stuff, but some listeners may not understand this. When they hear you say, you don't know who you're selling your loans to, they're go they might be thinking, Jason, oh my gosh, this Jason guy is like these people we see on like, you know, the big short. Like he doesn't know he's selling all this, all this crappy debt to these companies, splitting it up, <laughs> doesn't know who's holding on his balance sheet, but that's not what's really happening. Can you just kind of paint the picture there? How's it actually working? 
Yeah, not at all. And that's a great question. Um, look, we, we only focus on, this is not like the big short. I've seen the movie. I've studied finance for 20 years now. Um, it, it's not like the big short at all. Our clients are prime credit borrowers, average credit profiles, 736 credit scores. They have equity in their homes. Average uh, equity amount is 28% in the home. Uh, these are people that uh, are making on average, our demographic making over $75,000 a year documented income with uh, six months of reserves assets in the bank liquid uh, that's not locked up even in things like stocks um, so this is not your you know the idea of subprime and um, you know risky debt or things like that things that were happening through you know the naughties or what led to the big short as you referenced it's not the case so when you say when you say lend a ships like you hold it on your balance sheet for a second, kind of in the form of like a big credit card essentially, and then you said though it gets split up and cut up and it goes somewhere that you don't know. How do people know like what you're saying is it doesn't matter how it's cut up and split up because you already know these are high quality loans. They're not crappy sub subprime stuff. Yeah, it's actually it's actually um, it's a good thing uh, for the consumer. It means that someone else that services loans thinks that your profile, your data is a good risk and they're willing to to buy that from someone like us and actually go ahead and collect your payments. And it costs money. Uh, You know, they're filling warehouses full of people to actually manage that book uh, to collect payments on a monthly basis. So it's a good thing when your loan gets sold. It's very common in the industry. Um, We are moving rapidly towards servicing our own loans. We've had a lot of customers come to us and say, Linda, you guys are awesome. You've really made this process super easy and fast and transparent for me. Um, There's one thing that I would love to have happen. I have this username and password to get into my secure Linda profile. I would love to be able to log back in after this loan is closed and be able to make my mortgage payment. So we are going to move in that direction here, uh, starting in 2017. Do you see that as a big growth opportunity? I mean, are, are, are these your VCs forcing you to do this because they sense there's profit there? No, our VCs have never forced us to do anything. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have great investors in the company. They believe in our vision of what mortgage is going to look like in the future. And they know we're working really hard towards that. Um, the demographic swing that's occurring in our country obviously plays in that favor. So, mm-hmm. um, no, look, I think... Um, and remind us real know, quick, Jason, hey, real quick, before we move forward, how much have you guys raised total? I know you did $2 million in, what, 2014, right? We've raised $3.8 million in seed so far. Okay, so it's... Oh, wow, so you haven't done a priced round? We've not, done a, we've not done a priced round yet. All can, okay, so for the audience, that's all convertible note, which, which is great. I'm surprised. That sounds... That's great. Um, I thought you would have had to raise more if you're holding some of these loans actually in a... Even if it is for a second, people don't worry about you having to back those up if you can't sell them. We don't them. utilize... We don't utilize the venture capital for that. That's strictly for working capital, okay. R&D, uh, salaries, so on and so forth. Um, we utilize a credit facility, a credit line that's... Um, like venture debt? No, no. Uh, we use, it's called a warehouse line of credit and it's, it's for $4 million. Um, I think a lot of startups go out there and say, we raised $4 million. We don't really look at it like that. Uh, maybe we should have, it definitely would make us look bigger, but, um, no, we have a $4 million credit line. We can, uh, ratchet that thing up 
to about $12 million. And let me explain that because it ties back to your early thing. We hold our loans that, that we originate through our clients, through our portal, um, on average for about six days, six to okay. seven days, okay, before they get sold off to the investor, the ultimate investor who's going to service the loans. Now, there's 21 business days in every single month. We have a $4 million line, so we can lend typically three times the amount of that line in a given month, so $12 million bucks. Um, now, let's say, for example, which is occurring right as we speak, um, we have more, we have a, we have a $25 million pipeline as a company. Well, Linda, you can only lend $12 million in a month. What's going to happen? Um, we call up our warehouse line of credit. We have excellent relationships with, they really love what we're doing. We've been working with them for years now. Uh, we say, look, we've got this pipeline of 25 million. Can you give us a bump on the line of credit? Uh, so we can fund all of these loans. We don't want to leave these consumers sitting idle. Um, they're like, yeah, absolutely. No problem. Um, so because, we can do because they trust that you're giving out quality loans that are good loans that will eventually be bought in the bigger market. It's not a matter of trust. They know we've had 0% defaults. Uh, these are prime candidates. Uh, you know, this is, this is the cream of the crop. Why not just make it a hundred million line of credit then? It's a lever on the net worth of the company. So as we go out and raise our next round of capital, we will um, get larger uh, warehouse lines to, to fund more loans. Got we it. also have uh, two applications out right now with uh, different banks just to diversify our risk as a company um, to get additional lines of credit. One is actually going to be locked up this month, and that's going to be for another $4 million. Uh, and another one that we have applications in with, and I've had coffees and lunches with all their people. Um, that's another $10 million line. So we'll be able to lend 18, 36, $54 million per month um, by the end of this year. And let's add all that up for a second. What year was the business launched? Uh, we launched the MVP in October of 2013. So between October of 2013 and January of 2016, what's the total amount of loans that you've put out? Uh, we're about to pass $70 million this month. Wow. Congratulations. That's a lot. Yeah, um, and, and so two questions. I want to get into revenue real quick before we, before we wrap the show up. Um, how much money did Lenda make in 2015? And the second question is, how do you do it? Am I allowed to talk about that as a private company? Oh, do you, have you listened to the show? <laughs> Listen, we got Tim Draper. We have, do you know Tim Draper, California, like best known VC, I think out there, he raised 10 billion bucks. He came on and talked about stuff that I don't know if he'd revealed to the SEC yet. I mean, he realized at the end, he's like, crap, am I going to get in trouble for this? But no, Jason, look, the, 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 the interviews that do the best are the ones where people are the most transparent. So you're not, I mean, uh, share what you can, but the, the more you can share, the more we'll learn. Yeah, we did. Um, we did just over a half a million dollars in revenue last year. Okay, well, thanks for sharing that. And, and what's more important is how did you do that? How are you making money as a company? So we make a margin on the loan amount. Um, so if you uh, take our average loan amount, three hundred thousand um, dollars, we make on average about one to one and a half percent of that as a as a margin. That's our gross margin. Got it. And, uh, and who are you passing that cost to, the, to consumer or the the person that buys the loan in the end? Um, the person that buys the loan in the end is the one that ultimately pays it. And I think like anything lending, it is ultimately the consumer that pays for it. So the way it works in all lending is you have an interest rate on one side or, or column one, and you have a margin on the right hand side. Now, what's interesting about Lenda is 
we're a small team. We're a team of 15 people here in San Francisco, and we're competing on on cost and price against some of the largest lenders in the country, if not the world. And we're beating them on price because those models, they're built on telemarketing and loan officer centers where these guys are making um, these telemarketers and these loan officers are making one to one and a half percent in commission per loan. Mm. Right. So because we're building technology, we don't have traditional loan officers in our model. We're taking that margin um, and we're actually giving that back to consumers. We don't charge any lender fees, which amounts to about $1,700 on average to consumers. And we're also having interest rates that are lower than the industry average. So it's amazing how much that margin really dictates the bottom line for the consumer. Interesting. Interest rate on the left column, margin on the other side. What margin are the, or sorry, what percentage are the people that buy your loans? What are they typically making per loan? It's got to be higher than the 1.5%. Absolutely. It's, it's classic margin stacking. Um, in traditional mortgage, you're talking about uh, about 4.5% margin per loan that's available. Okay, okay. So, got it. And so we're being squeezed as a small guy to about 1% to 1.5% margin. We can go upwards of 2%. That's pretty much our cap right now, but that would raise interest rates on the front end and that would help, that would lower our traffic. There's still a price-driven element to this business naturally. I mean, it's the largest financial investment decision people make in their lives. Yep. Um, now, as we raise more money, there's two really critical things that happen in our business. Number one, we continuously vertically integrate, which means that the people that we're selling to today, selling our loans to today, we sell to the people that they're selling to, right? Remember, it's getting sliced up and chopped up and multiple hands are in this party. We vertically integrate. We start selling ultimately directly to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And when we start doing that, we'll also be able to service loans and we'll get upwards of four and a half percent in gross margin. So we're going to three X our gross margin uh, in the next year and a half, two years as we go through that process. Because you'll be able to hold the things on your balance sheet. Uh, we'll be able to hold things on our balance sheet. We'll be able to sell directly through the Fannie Mae channel and there won't be, it's just, it's classic remove the middlemen from the process, build an online portal, help the consumer. I it's love classic. it. Economies of scale. It's great. So yeah. let me just run a current thing. I go to your site literally right now. People are listening. They go to your site right now, lended.com. They put in a, they want a hundred thousand dollar refinancing, whatever. That's the amount of the loan. They're going to put that through you. You're going to keep 1.5% or 1500 bucks for doing that. The person that buys that $100,000 loan from you to, to ultimately service it is going to make 4500 no, there because there's other middlemen in between. So the person that's uh, the person that's buying it from us is going to take one percent. The person that they're selling it to is going to take a half percent, all the oh way up to gosh. Now, typically servicing rights for mortgages, you're talking about one point five percent. And the reason that that happens is you get point two five percent per year to service the loan. Okay. Okay. And the average loan gets serviced 30 years. For, no, for six years on average. Okay. So 0.25 times six is 1.5%. Now, if the client doesn't refinance, uh, if the client doesn't sell the property, they might stay in the home for the next 30 years. You're going to keep making 0.25%. So in our business, that is the residual income uh, that we obviously desire. Interesting. And, and I mean, and do you run like a net present value analysis per loan to kind of come up with lifetime value of a customer? 
Uh, we look at lifetime value right now only on the transaction uh, fee, okay. uh, which is the 1.25 1. to 1.5% that we make today. Uh, so we're making on average about, call it 3750 to $4,500 per transaction. Um, now, when we go into servicing, there's upwards of, on our traditional loans, about uh, twelve to $15,000 in net present value. Yeah, I mean that that's the that's slide one in your deck to your series A, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, look, it's uh it's like anything. The nature of startups is you're the small guy in the beginning. As you get to scale, there's 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 more money. There's more it. that you can do. Now we can build this business model and completely remove all of the middlemen from this transaction that are ultimately hurting consumers' bottom lines and making them extraordinarily frustrated uh, because we've built this technology that removes a lot of the that are going out to these guys. And what mm -hmm. that does is it will drive costs down on the front end to consumers and obviously increase traffic. We already know that from all Your the market share will keep going up. Exactly. Yep. And Jason, real quick, is this just for refinancing or if, I, if I'm just going to go buy a house now, can I do it through you guys? Today is just for refinancing through the website. We are in beta for purchase. If you were buying a house uh, with a couple clients right now, getting that all mapped out. Uh, we're going to go into purchase this year. Uh, we're targeting the third quarter of this year. Um, and yeah, so we're really, really excited about that because that makes up about, you know, 50% of the $1.4 trillion annual mortgage market. Well, if you're allowing people to use that service also to buy investment properties, sign me up. I'd love to test. Yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely get in touch. Would love to. Okay, Jason, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show, which is a part of the wrap-up sequence as well. Before we do that, if people want to connect with you personally online, where can they do that? Um, with me personally or with Linda? You. you. Or, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at VanTweet. <laughs> um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for Jason Vandenbrand. Um, what a great name, see. by the way. Man. Yeah, well, it's a mouthful. <laughs> Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. This just flows off though. Guys, we'll link to all this in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 220. Again, forward slash the top 220. Okay, Jason, it's time for my favorite part of the show. You know what time it is? What time is it? Come on, man. It's time for the Famous Five. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, number one. What's your favorite business book? Favorite business book lately? Oh, what did I, what did I just read? I just read Traction. I thought that was pretty good. By Justin uh, Maris and his partner, Gabriel. You got it. You got it. 
Guys, there's a lot of books just like this one mentioned by all of our guests. One of my favorite, though, is How to Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. When I'm driving or I'm on vacation, I listen to audiobooks using audible.com, and I've worked with them to get a free 30-day trial for you. Just go to audible.com forward slash Nathan and browse over 180,000 audiobooks and audio programs. Just simply download a title like I did with Think and Grow Rich and you can start listening right in your car right when this episode ends. Audible.com forward slash Nathan. Yep, very good. Okay, number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Hmm. I have been paying, I mean, it's kind of cliche, but I've been paying close attention to Elon Musk. Yep, number... I, I, just, I think he's uh, pretty extraordinary with what he's doing. Number yeah. three, Three, Jason, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Evernote? My oh boy, my favorite online tool is I got to go with Slack right now. Yep, Slack's a good one. Slack's a good one. Jason, before I answer the next question, tell me about your situation. Are you married, single? Do you have kids? I am married, happily married for going on five years. May twenty eighth will be our five year anniversary. Congratulations! Yeah, we're just practicing. Okay, <laughs> just practicing. All right. Well, that's what happens, right? People think they just practice, and then before you know it, it's like, whoops, there's a kid. Just exactly. kidding. All right, Jason. Here's the question: Yes or no? You're married five years. You're building a startup. It's stressful. Yes or no? Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? No, but I do get. Seven and a half. Okay, that's close enough. And last question, Jason. Uh, actually, how old are you now? I'm 35. Okay, take us back 15 years. What do you wish your 30 year old, or sorry, your 20 year old self knew? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, at the end of the day, it's all about the network. So uh, don't worry so much about your GPA. Uh, go and meet more people and, and build those relationships and those friendships. Cause that's actually what's going to propel you further in, in the business world. Jason, all of the students that listen to this, who are thinking about starting their own companies that are failing their tests, but they're making sales while they're failing are jumping up and down. You just became their hero. All right, Top Drive. There you have it, right from Jason. Launched Lenda in October 2013, processed over 70 million loans, did 500 grand in revenue in 2015, aiming for big things this year. Jason, thank you for taking us to the top. Fantastic. Thank you, Nathan. Take care. If you guys enjoyed Jason Vandenbrand today, you will love Fizan Ayi from yesterday. He's 26 and is managing $8.4 million in ad spend. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money. HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.